And now, live from Isolation Station in Burbank, California, it's the Plague Week 7 on the Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guest. She's a comedian who's been spending her quarantine chooching, smooching, and balsamic reducing. It's Jackie Johnson. And she's a writer-performer who's very excited about her new detective show on HBO, Perry Mason Pause. It's Allie Ward. The tone zone of the podcast is here, inside your mind. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying stare on into the void and mutter hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, we'll have the good times never end. Allison Rosen. Hello, my little peanut butter filled pretzel nuggets. That particular carbohydrate was sent in by Candace Vick on Patreon. Patreon. I'd like to welcome you to another exciting Thursday show. But before I do that, I'm going to say you for sure are going to want to get on Patreon, not only to submit carbs, but so you can watch the video of this because during the theme song, Jackie Johnson flashed us her... um, Big fake boobs. Her, 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 uh, like pushed, pushed up in a bra, enhanced cutlets in it for enhanced audition, enhanced breasts, and what a thrill! Hello, Allie Ward. Welcome back. Hello. You're also neglecting to mention I did an armpit fart during the theme. You did. Almost <laughs> as good as Jackie's perfect boobs. I was so oh. distracted by Jackie's. But I we all were. I'm just a classic dude. I was no, so distracted. I was also <laughs> like, <"Ooh." Dang." laughs> oh, you guys have to also get Jackie's armpit fart. I mean, sorry, Allie's. I'm all. What's going on? I know. You have to get. Did I shake? Did I shake you up I just from so. that? Get Allie's armpit perfect. fart. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen for farts and boobs. Jackie, hello. Welcome. <laughs> you are all done up. We have to hear about this because I know you had an audition. Yes. Hello, everybody. Um, yeah, you know, I'll tell you all about it. Okay. When it's when Is it's now time the time where we, we're going to go around. We're going to introduce Tamfax. Okay, Tam hello, Tony. How's it going? Are you also all kerfuffled from Jackie's breasts? Uh, I was, your tongue I'm, is hanging out of your mouth in a way that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I was the only one that missed it. Oh, I didn't really? Even see it? Yeah. So well then, he's busy. He's controlling the boards. Yep. I know. I he's I seen post on Patreon. I posted the intro on. Uh, I posted us like dancing to the song last week on Instagram, and people were like, "No fun and no rope, Tony." But really, it's just that he was doing important producer things. And to yeah, be fair, Alex I called myself best. out on that. Oh, it was you who said that, yes. (laughs) Allie said it best. Somebody has to drive the boat while everybody water skis. Right. That's exactly. We're out in the back. That's exactly. Just on the remote. Somebody's got to be the DD, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. That's Mm -hmm. him. Thank you. He's holding the shit down. For sure. So a lot of stuff to get to. This this is the same group as last week because, you guys, we are a winning combo. I love it. Everyone loves us. Uh I need to address something very important on a lot of people's minds. You're all of you have really, really white teeth right now. And I am someone who has white enough teeth, but in on the video, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen, they're like not very bright. What is going on? What are you guys doing? Well, it's lighting first off. Lighting yeah. really helps. Definitely. Yeah. 
I think I have some kind of yellow teeth light. I shouldn't have bought it. The name alone should have scared me away from it. <laughs> You've got a butter teeth ring light? Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a sun yellow. First clue. You should have read the reviews. Yeah. I, I just whiten my teeth. I've been whitening them for like a week or so now. So mine might be whiter, actually. Extra white. What are you using to do this? Well, so I just finished, um, I just finished invisible braces. I had them for nine months. And while you have them, your teeth just sit in like a dirty little trough for 22 hours a day. So my teeth definitely got dull. And I am like a white teeth freak. Like I'm, I always want my teeth to be as white as I can get them. So, um, I just had this kit called High Smile. Did they ever mm-hmm. do an ad with y'all? No, High Smile. I'm it's like H. H.I. Smile. And it's one of those ones where you paint your teeth and then you put a train and then you put one of those blue lights in your mouth oh, like yeah. you're an influencer or like you were on <laughs> Love is Blind or whatever. <laughs> and um, and yeah, it works. I mean, they are definitely whiter. Yeah, they look very bright. Now, does it hurt and also does it taste? <laughs> so I was, I'm happy to report, no, it did not hurt at all. And mm. I have pretty sensitive teeth. It did not hurt. And then what was your second question? Does it it have a flavor? Um, They say there's pomegranate in it, but it actually was very, in terms of like chemically or harsh tasting, not bad at all. Huh. Does it have a Mm -hmm. minty taste? A little. I'm going to have to check this out. But it seems to be doing the job, you know? Allie? hmm. Oh, I've been using this Account for your teeth. Okay, I I will. (laughs) I've been using this stuff I get for $5 at Rite Aid. Uh, it's called Plus White, and it's just a gel, and I put it in my teeth in the shower because uh, you can't swallow it, so you just have to be able to drool liberally in an environment that uh, will accommodate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just drool foam on myself in the shower, disgustingly, and then I, at the end of the shower, <laughs> rinse it out, and I do that. You like, don't put uh, a tray in? No, I just smush it on my teeth. I haven't done it in a while, though, and I feel like I've been drinking a lot of coffee, so this means a lot to me, and I guess my bright white ring light that I'm using is really actually working. Um, I mean, your no, teeth I'm- look white as fuck. Like, they're yeah. literally the same yes. color as your headphones. They are white. I like feel like it's white. just because my skin has no pigment pigment in it, so I throw off the white balance of, like, any camera. Yeah, but hello, true. I also am a ghost, and I've still got these amber teeth. Well, you can either go high end or you can go low end. You can try either one, me or Jackie. But if I were to five bucks, if I were to spin my computer around, you'd see that I I am like there's a yellow light on me right now that's doing me no favors. Tony, Mm -mm. teeth because your teeth are looking white as well. I I assumed I wasn't in that. Let's see them. Yeah, White. they're looking good, man. They're, uh, look, they're, they're looking they're good. They're no Allie Ward teeth. No. But they're well, no Alice and Rosen teeth either. Uh, <laughs> I do think that um, that when someone has white teeth, for some reason you just assume they're cleaner and healthier. And that's such a weird uh, It's like, also an age thing. thing. It's an yes. age thing too. Like you look younger with your teeth whiter. I know. It's weird. I'm going to have to change the lighting in here because I have – this is fascinating to everyone, I'm sure. So I'm definitely going to spend another 25 minutes on it. But I ha- there's a ring light over here that is very bright white. But I felt like it was not doing the best for my skin. So I swapped it out for this colored one that's now not working well for my teeth. So <laughs> it's Can really – Can I tell you, you something? Re- yes, please. I have a friend who's a DP, like a director of photography, for those who don't know what that is. Um, and he like went to, he has a master's in like cinematography from like a really amazing film school. And he went to film school with me, um, at UT. And, uh, he says that when you get hired to do teeth commercials, like, mm-hmm. pra- you know, like toothpaste, 
that you have to send in like a teeth reel. So there are specific (laughs) cinematographers just making their money off of lighting mouths to make teeth look good. That is an actual art in this town. And I wonder if they're out of work right now and if they would like to remotely, yeah, (laughs) remotely talk to me about my teeth. Because in like when I take pictures and stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, they're looking okay. But this is just really my the self confidence in my mouth is tanking right now. <laughs> um, all right, Jackie, uh, yes. you had an audition. Can you talk yes. about that? It actually it brings I- me joy to hear of things happening production wise because my sense is that everything is shut down so it's actually nice well, to hear that that's not the this case. might this might help put you back down to earth when okay. i tell you how the, the bleakness so basically <laughs> every person in town that has an agent got sent a casting notice from an office i'm not going to say the show and i'll probably get in trouble for this but i don't give a fuck yeah yeah because who knows if hollywood will ever even be the same after this I know everyone in Hollywood listens to your show, so I know this is like the hot spot for info usually, but yeah, I'm like a regular, um, what's the name of, I'm like the Ivy. Do people still go there? I don't, I've been, but anyway, this is the Ivy of podcasts. So every single person with an agent got sent this notice and there's a casting office. They cast a lot of, um, they, a string of procedurals. Let's just say that. Uh, a franchise of procedurals. And they said, Hey, because of this, you know, the whole business just got flipped. So we're taking this opportunity to like really redo our whole roster of talent and discover new people. So have everybody send us a tape. And they sent us an entire Dropbox folder full of sides of scenes from various shows in this franchise. And you were allowed to pick one character and shoot it as an audition and send it in. And it was like, Oh, that'll be fun. And guess how many tapes they have already received? 400, 3,000. 30,000. Oh my God. (laughs) And that was before the deadline, which is uh, in two days. And you know, everybody such as myself are going to be sending in the last two days. So I have a feeling it's going to be upwards of 50,000. So they're not going to watch my tape and that's fine. I had fun and that's what's important. Oh my God. Well, who's watching them? I feel like that just fixed the unemployment in Los Angeles County. If they can hire enough people to watch 30,000 tapes. My friend did the math and she said it would take 72 days straight just to watch 10,000. Oh my God. So they're definitely not going to watch them all. Um, but I had a good time and that's all that matters. I got to play a lady who works at a swamp, like a swamp lady, <laughs> like a gator, a gator lady. And um, I had a great time. And yes, I stuffed my bra. And, um, you know, everybody laughs because wouldn't you like to see me on TV playing a gator lady? It's literally yes. like my dream role. But I what love does the gator lady do. Yeah. Is she wrangling gators? Well, you know, there's procedurals and every procedural has the usual witnesses, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm too busy to help you. I'm trying to get through my day. And then they force you to tell them and then they go, okay, fine. I saw somebody do something. <laughs> so she's a gator lady. She's down by the dock and she's working and these cops show up and she's like, get out of here. I'm trying to feed my damn gators. <laughs> and, you know, the interrogation ensues. We've all seen the scene. You do look like you could be in the movie Wild Things. And that's like kind of a swamp <laughs> look, right? Oh, my honey. I mean, I could play like their their babysitter or something. 
<laughs> I'm literally double the age of those women in that movie, but that's okay. It's a similar stylistic choice, though, is what I'm saying. So yeah, I, I don't think I've seen that, actually. We can't guess what the procedural franchise is, right? That would be bad, because I definitely I'm have gonna, an idea in my head. I'm going to... I'm not going to confirm or deny. If you want to make a guess, I will make no reaction. Um, yes, that's that was my guess, too. There it is. There's the lack of reaction. No reaction. <laughs> <laughs> so now when you do a self-tape at home, are you yes. standing? Are you sitting? Are you like, are you acting it out physically? Yeah. Well, it depends on the scene. I mean, if it's a sitting scene, then you would you would put a chair there and you would do that. But because I was down by the swamp, <laughs> I uh, I had a whole thing planned. The whole thing with auditions is like I've done all these audition classes. You know, they tell you to not overdo the staging because they don't want to like distract. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, if it says to roller, if you're rollerblading, don't really rollerblade into the office. You know, you, but don't also like pretend to be doing it so much that it's distracting. So. We, my boyfriend helped me and, um, basically I, I started on the ground squatting like I was feeding my gators and then I had him do a pan up and then I like reveal myself and, you know, so you take a couple liberties, but you want to just make it about the acting more so. Mm-hmm. And then did he read lines? Yeah. He played the, the detectives. Got it. Yeah, and then last night we reversed the role, so I read Detectives and he did Gator Lady so that I could, like, get a new perspective on the character and it actually really helped. That's good. Mm-hmm. So Now, Allie... Is he, yeah, I want to know if he gets shy. Does he get shy, like, acting like a detective? Or oh, does he, like, no. love it, kind of? No, honey, okay. not at all. His dad is a master's from Yale Theater School, okay? Mm-hmm. He loves this shit. He loves this shit. He's a very, he's very supportive, you know? I wonder if anyone has ever had to like read something with their roommate and they they do such a good job off camera that they both get called in. Do you think that ever happens? Like so that, uh, one time know. one time I was at a um I was at a casting workshop and I did a scene with a girl. I mean, she was literally in the lobby looking for someone. She was like, "Will you please be my reader, my friend Bale?" I was like, "Sure." I got called in by one of the casting agents as a voiceover actor from reading in somebody else's scene. That's so cool. That's like the, the, um, the friend who goes with their friend to the modeling agency and then gets discovered. I met with them and they didn't want me after they, they met with me, but they declined me, but it was still fun. That is Tony, also what how, uh, that's how Harrison Ford got star Wars. Also, he was just there reading lines with other actors <gasps> as a favor. And then they got used to it. And then they're like, gave him the role oh my god see stories like that are what gives all these like people in hollywood hope that it really shouldn't be here (laughs) 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 you know what i was told in one of my acting classes they go stories like that are stories because they're stories (laughs) they were like those aren't the those are the very rare exception they're not like what happens right like i got discovered at the soda shop like that shit doesn't happen anymore I never took an auditioning class and I was actually just telling, who was I telling? I don't know. I was telling someone, um, that I really wish I, oh no, I know how I was telling my therapist. She was riveted. (laughs) Uh, I really, I forget why though, but I, I forget why I was telling her that, but I really wish I had because I look back and I think of all these very cringy, embarrassing, like I would have rollerbladed into the room or definitely been swinging my arms and like wearing a sweatband. And I just, 
I feel like there's a lot of things in my life where I came off embarrassingly green because mm-hmm. I didn't have the proper training. Um, a lot of things. I, are you guys like I am? I'm someone who naturally overthinks and ruminates a bit or more than a bit. But just lately, and I don't know, I don't know what it is. I it's like kicked up tenfold, twentyfold, and I'll just be sitting there, and a memory from twenty years ago that I haven't thought of in forever will just pop into my head and really like take control of my brain, and then I'll feel these memories are so vivid, and it's stuff I haven't thought of in so long, and like, why am I dwelling in something embarrassing that happened to me twenty years ago, and not even the like alpha embarrassing stuff? This is like very low down on the list embarrassing stuff. What kind of what em- happens to me? What kind of embarrassment are we talking? Like, let's like, get it out. Let's just get it out. I farted <laughs> in seventh grade geometry class, and I think about it probably once a week. Seventh grade, I was new to school. I was in the back of class. I farted, and then and everybody people, knew it was you. Well, a couple people turned around because, like, if you have a W last name, you sit in the back usually because, like, you're at the end of the alphabet. And I was new to school. I just moved there like a few months before, and a few people turned around, and I remember looking around too, like, whose butt was that? Way to play wow. it cool. Way to Thank play you it so cool. much. <laughs> and I think about that moment like once a week, and I there's. Not a person on the planet who probably remembers it, but yeah. it's one of those funny things that I'm like, why is that the most embarrassing thing? I've had way more embarrassing things happen than that, but for some reason, I think about that one a lot. I got blamed for a fart that was not mine <laughs> in fourth grade. Oh, no. This is not one of the- me blaming you. Yeah. This is the inju- not the embarrassment, because I have nothing to be embarrassed about, but the injustice of the following situation <laughs> pops into my mind a lot. So I was sitting next to the most- popular boy in school his name was taylor and all of a sudden he went do you smell that and i didn't smell anything so i said no i don't and then he's like you don't and then other kids started going oh like smelling something and then like interrogating me about whether i smelled it or not and i was such a i was honest and guileless and i said i did not but they believed that you cannot like I was like, whoever smelt it, dealt it. That was what I believed to be the case. But, and I still believe it sometimes, but they felt that you can't smell your own fart. Like it had changed overnight. You can't that smell your own fart. That is absolutely not true. Totally you were gaslit. Un- you were gaslit. I yeah. was totally gaslit. So anyway, then they all together decided that it was my fart. And I remember this kid, Jamie, who was like Taylor's henchman with his head like stuffed into his cardigan. He's like, oh, Allison, oh, because someone crack a window. And they all for the rest of the period were just like moaning about my my fart, which wasn't my fart. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know that kid that's really acted so wild. He 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 farted. It Whoever probably, smelt it, was, dealt it. Guilty yeah. dog. What is it? Guilty dog barks the loudest. He was protesting too much. God, I'm that's trying a good to, sociology lesson, though, isn't it? For I'm fourth grade. Think I'm trying to think of examples of the stuff that my brain has been really fixated on. For like, I'm kind of drawing a blank right now. But here's one that's not embarrassing, but for some reason I spent a lot of time thinking about it. Mm-hmm. It was a very minor thing. Uh, my junior year, most of my friends were studying abroad, and so I had to switch dorms middle of the semester. 
um, switched because I had had a double before and I stayed. And so I switched dorms and I became friends with this girl, Johanna, who also was in a similar situation where a lot of her friends had studied, were studying abroad. And so she was like newt. Anyway, we become, we became very close friends in a short period of time. Um, and I remember I was in her dorm room and she was in the bathroom and her phone rang and I didn't answer it because I felt like I don't know if she wants this call or not. And she, everyone has answering machines. And I came back and I told her her phone rang and she was upset with me that I hadn't answered it because she felt like I wasn't there for her. Like I didn't have her back by not answering it. And I felt like, no, I was trying to do right by you by not answering it. And I'm sure it bothered me at the time for, you know, an hour and that was it. But it was really in my mind again. I was remembering it, feeling like, who was in the right? That's what I'm saying. Like, my brain is just, like, choking on old shit. Weird. I so who, what... was, who was in the right, though? <laughs> oh, I think you were, your intentions were good, and I think that's what matters. I think, thing, I think that when I find out that someone is disappointed in me, that and I had been trying to to do something good that always hurts my feelings. Oh, wait, did I ever tell you that there's a word for this? No, this is amazing. Okay, so you know how that feeling of when you try to do something to help someone and then you fuck them over worse and then it's so awkward because they're kind of upset with you and you're like, but I was trying and then you're like, but I didn't, I did a bad job trying or whatever. Um, Like I was really worried that I was going to go up and visit my parents when, uh, or actually, my dad was in the hospital in January for a really major surgery, and he had a blockage in his intestine. Uh, and I thought maybe it was from the Brussels sprouts that I cooked him. <laughs> oh <laughs> and no! So I was like, I tried to feed them, and like, what if that clogged his intestine? Anyway, and I was like spiraling about that. Um, but I was talking to my friend Simone, and she, I was like, they need a word for when you try to help and you and you mess up worse. And she's like, oh yeah, it's a grunkenschnagen, just Swedish. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what that means. She's like, don't you have that in English? And I was like, no. And it means a bear favor, and it comes from a this bear fable favor. where a bear tries to swat a mosquito off you, but ends up mauling you. <laughs> 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 like this bear is like, oh, you got a little something, and just rips your face off. And so a bear favor is when you try to do something good, but you screw up or you make yeah. the situation worse. So if there is a word for it in another language, then you know that is a very universal problem and it's not just you. But it's I'm, a, ugh, bear favors are the worst. Ugh. It's a classic Swedish, just me or everyone, evidently. It is. It is. But I'm constantly afraid of that when it comes to gift giving. I'm really afraid that I'm going to give someone a gift and they're going to A, just uh, be offended that it's not their style or they're going to have this thing that they're like, what the fuck do I do with this now? Like, do I put it in a closet? Can I give it away? Can I have a garage sale? And I just freeze and I can't get people gifts because I just don't know what they're going to like. I just got my assistant a gift recently. She's so amazing. I got her a gift and I didn't want to get her a thing. I asked her sister and I was like, what if I get her like a float tank? Did I tell you guys this? I got her a float tank and then I was like, it'll be like a floating experience. She's like a a ballerina. I thought maybe it'd be like... Wait, you bought her a float tank or you bought bought her the experience? The experience. Okay. I I was going to say, damn, how much (laughs) a float tank? Right. Who would do that? Because I don't have the room. If you were thinking about getting me one, I don't have the room. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a collapsible closet float tank. But I got her this experience for her and her boyfriend. Anyway... I gave it to her and I was like, you're not claustrophobic, are you? And she's like, well, 
a little bit. And then literally the next week, uh, COVID-19 got announced and the float tank place was like, this is germ soup. We're closed. And so I was like, fuck, did another bear favor. So I get it. I think that's fine. I don't think that's a bear favor because once it's open again in two years, she can go. Sure. I've always wanted to do a float. You have? I've never done it. I'm either. surprised yeah. you haven't, Jackie. Why haven't you done a Natch Butte in a floaty? I know. Well, you know, I am a little claustrophobic, so I guess I've been worried. Are you drinking out of a giant orb? <laughs> I am. You guys. What is that? Yeah, let's okay. hear. I wow. saw this before the show started, and, and I was curious. What is let's that? That looks this. delicious. That looks it's like a the- delicious drink. Best glass. Okay, so I got these um, as a gift a couple of years ago, and then I broke the whole set because they're like paper thin and they're glass. They're Rydell 24-ounce wine glasses. You guys, you can take an entire bottle of wine and pour it in, and it fills up to the brim. It's, it holds wow. 750 milliliters of liquid. So I drink ice water and iced tea out of it because it's like a huge – but it's this beautiful like dewdrop-shaped goblet, and I have um, – uh, I have kombucha from Sage Vegan Bistro. Do you know that place? It's in Echo Park. Delicious. So I'm having some blueberry ginger kombucha with a little... It's uh, essentially wine. a wine glass with no stem on it. Yeah, it's... And it looks like a goldfish bowl, right? This is like yeah, a it's giant Pope kind of a glass. Yeah, it's yeah. giant. It I want that. It's an entire bottle of wine where if are you were to do it. Everyone else, where are you with kombucha? Because I can't get on board. Oh, the, honey, it's every day of my life. Really? I drink it every day of really? my life. Tony? Oh, yeah. I, you yeah. know, you got into it, too. Yeah, I drink it. I drink it pretty regularly. The last time I did uh, Getting Dug with High, I got a little bit too high. I got way, they, they had this cool um, duck bong thing <laughs> that I smoked out of, and it was just way too much smoke. And it was, it, it, speaking of college, it reminded me of like, oh, this is the high that I remember from college that was way too high. And I knew the second that I inhaled it, it like burned. And I'm like, I'm way too messed up. So anyway, they were aware that I was a little bit too fucked up. And one of them offered me afterwards a kombucha because that is supposed to help. And I took a few sips and it was gross and I don't feel like it helped. That's my kombucha experience. Has anyone heard that kombucha helps you when you're too high? No, no it doesn't I didn't quite know make no sense. Idea. Yeah, that's, maybe you got gas. I think that's probably not true. Why is everyone gaslighting me? What if that's my new identity? <laughs> Person who thinks I'm constantly being gaslit. Um, speaking of you guys, Allison Rosen is your new best friend is supported by BetterHelp online counseling. If you're struggling with stress, anxiety, isolation, or depression right now, you are not alone. If you're feeling isolated and worried about the state of things, BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who can help. BetterHelp counselors specialize in issues such as depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, and more. Connect with your counselor in a safe and private online environment. Anything you share is confidential. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your needs and get matched with a counselor in less than 24 hours. Easily schedule secure video or phone sessions with your therapist, plus exchange unlimited messages. If for any reason you are unhappy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time at no additional charge. You can get professional help when you want, wherever you are. BetterHelp is a truly affordable option, and our listeners get 10% off your first month with the discount code BESTFRIEND. So 
So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash best friend. That's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash best friend. Talk to a therapist online and get help. I also want to tell you guys about Brooklinen. I love my Brooklinen sheets. They're super comfortable. I use them nonstop. And Jackie pointed out something that I am embarrassed to say I hadn't noticed before. I don't know what's wrong with me. There's a little label on the long side and on the short side. So when you're putting on your sheets, it helps you. No more having to figure it out. It's cut so much time out of my day. Yes. So much. I am able to get so much more done. But really, you spend a third of your life in your sheets. Don't you want them to be insanely comfortable? Put comfort first, like with new bedding, loungewear, towels, and more. Uh, Brooklinen is the internet's favorite sheets with over 50,000 plus five-star reviews and counting. And going on now, Brooklinen is having their biggest sale yet. I'm going to get me some more sheets. <gasps> And oh, I'm going to try too. their other stuff. Brooklyn, it, yeah, it's the birthday sale. Get everything from bedding to towels to loungewear and more at savings you wouldn't believe. Uh, I don't know if you're like me and you hate making your bed, so you may hold off on washing your sheets as often if you should. But as I said, they have these long and short labels that make it absolutely foolproof. Like softness, comfort, essentials to help you relax, Brooklinen has it all. Brooklinen.com is the perfect place to find all the comforts for home. And they're so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, loungewear, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. Their biggest event of the year, the birthday sale, is happening and you don't want to miss it. Get incredible savings on sheets, bedding, towels, loungewear, and their newest hammam and linen collections. And if you're listening after the birthday sale ends, you can still get 10% off your first order and free shipping on all the new sheets when you use promo code best friend only at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Okay. So given that we have the same Star-studded group as last time. Mm -hmm. There were a couple things. We were debating between talking about cheese, which we canvassed, uh, the Taylor Swift documentary, and Mm -hmm. a Glennon O'Doyle thing for women in the public eye. And I want to get to one or two of them. I'm just going to start with the Glennon Doyle thing. Um, So she's an author and an activist. And she uh, has this book called Untamed. And she also has a book called Love Warrior, which I think was on Oprah's list. Um, but anyway, she does these uh, these morning meeting, I think she, think she calls them, videos on Instagram. And she has like pretty good advice. But she was talking about when a man puts, Tony, don't worry, it's not going to not going to turn anti-men but when a man puts work into the world people debate whether the work is worthy and when a woman puts work into the world people debate whether she's worthy of putting her work into the world like of having a voice and so the in terms of how to deal with the feedback you get she says that she thinks of it like a mailbox and you go to your mailbox and let's say there's a if you're if you're a woman in the public eye let's say there's a hundred or if you're a woman who's put something into the world so a hundred pieces of mail and and so your task is to sort the mail and 60 are going to be about your looks so you know those are junk mail you didn't you, you're not asking for feedback on your looks and then um you know x amount are going to be about who you're about how you work in a relationship. So about you as a wife, as a mother, as a boss. Um, well, you're, you know, she doesn't take feedback 
from people about her relationship unless she's actually in a relationship with them, which was interesting because I take feedback all the time on <laughs> how I am because Daniel's on the show too. So about our marriage and about how I am as a mom and about how I was as an employee. And I mean, all sorts of shit people comment on and I let that go in. Um, and then there's going to be, you know, X amount on your personality. You're to this, you're to that. And is her personality up for feedback? No. And then the last ones, you know, so you're left with 10. And then for her, it's like six of them are going to be really harsh and mean. And if the person doesn't know how to communicate, she f- does she know she's not going to listen to someone who doesn't know how to communicate. And you end up with four of a hundred letters and those she brings inside with her and they can be painful, but she grows from them. But I got stuck on something earlier, which is she is her personality up for your judgment and your feedback. No. And I'm like, well, but wait a minute as podcasters actually, isn't it about our personality kind of? And so I want to know what you guys think about that. I think that's a really good topic because as a, as a podcaster, you're pretty much like a, first-person journalist or a diarist. So you have maybe one less step removed from your work. Um, right. It's less open to interpretation than like a dance piece or like a sculpture or like yeah. a painting bikini or whatever you're doing, whatever you're making with your hands. So it's, <laughs> I think it's like less up for uh, interpretation. So I don't know. But I also think like anyone who podcasts, anyone who's in the public eye, anyone who's even like a writer or first-person writer – I was just talking to Jared about this today. It's never a full distillation of who you are. There is right. always an artistry to it. Um, you know, like Jared was talking about how he is much more free to put pictures of himself. This is my live-in boyfriend, you guys. Like, I, <laughs> I, walked, I walked down the hall last night. He was pants to his ankles on the toilet with the door open, eating a ham sandwich the dog at his feet trying to eat the sandwich. And I just passed him and I just went, oh, my God. And then immediately, like, I took out my phone and I took a picture and airdropped it to him. He was, was wait, he was eating a sandwich on the toilet? Uh, absolutely. While taking a dump? I don't know if he was, uh, yeah. I he think might have so. just been relaxing. He might have been <laughs> having a sit down pee. Tony, do boys sit when they pee? Because every, I feel like all of my boyfriends have been sit peers. Uh, I do not, but I, I know of some people that do. Okay, I feel in like certain scenarios, I've heard it can I've, be. I've, I've witnessed it. I've witnessed it in my day. Most of my boyfriends That's are sit down peers. I don't know. I thought maybe I was just maybe they're. That's uh, your type. I guess my type is a sit down peer. <laughs> Wait, exclusively like- sit down, or like it's just sometimes like when they have a sandwich in their hand. <laughs> <laughs> I think like most mostly like if they're, a, if they're in a public bathroom. Yeah, you're attracted to SDPE. Yeah, sit down P energy. Absolutely, sit down, P. I think yeah. that there's some. I think there's some BDE in in SPDE because it's like I don't need to stand to show you I'm a man. I can sit down. I can let things. I can relax. Out. I can take a yeah. load off for a few minutes. I don't yeah. need to show you. I don't need to straddle a toilet to show you I'm a man. But- Whereas Tony's got soup. That's stand up P energy. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly feel like so many of my boyfriends are sit down peers, and I thought that I just like, like, but not exclusively, like right? You're saying just sometimes they do, like most of the time at home, which is great because you don't have to like clean really floors and it's sticky, you know? Really, every yeah. time? I don't know. Man. Well, she hasn't I'm seen every like time respect. he pees. I haven't seen every time. Like, he closes the door sometimes, but it's he's very unfiltered. 
he posted that picture on Instagram this morning with a long caption. And because wow. he's like, doesn't give a fuck at all. And, and I laughed from like across the house. And I can't put that kind of stuff out on mine, I feel like, because my, my like CBS bosses follow me, like my sister follows me, my niece. And so like my stuff that I put out in the world has like a little bit of a filter on it, which I hate. And mm-hmm. so I think that like there are some people that can just go like direct con- to consumer. And then there's other people who are like what I my output is a little bit filtered. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> it's a good photo. It's a really, really solid photo. It's really good. It I mean, well it composed. honestly looks it looks like it was staged. It looks so good. Yeah, well, it wasn't. <laughs> but you were I, just walking by and happened on that moment. I did. I did. Yeah. But that's I, beautiful. But we've talked, Allison, we've talked on your show about piss fix and my alter ego. Yes. Where um I take and <laughs> like um I take like really indulgent, like pouty faced pictures just on the on the toilet and um, and I send them to Jared as a joke sometimes and it's my alter ego piss fix and and he's like there's a world where you're just a girl who posts selfies on OnlyFans on the toilet and I'm like I never will get to do that I mean I talk I only talk about it on your show Allison but there's like thank a, you I do think that like if you're a podcaster or a journalist like there's a fil- there's always going to be a certain filter yeah. Like, like Jackie J, I just got a glimpse into your close friends only Instagram stories yesterday. And I was like, this is a whole different world. I signed up for your Patreon. I'm in the close friends group now. I'm, I'm like, refunding wow. you, by the way. I'm refunding you. No. You were already in the close friends Instagram. You were already in it. Oh, Am I? I because now yes, I'm all, get, all, oh, of, okay. all three of you have already been in it. I created one months and months ago. I never use it. Y'all are mine. already all in it. I never use it either, but I am now. Yeah, I, I mean, forget I it's a thing. I do feel like, do you guys feel like, do you wonder if a bunch of other people are putting up close friends, the green circle on their Instagram, and you're just not in it? I mean, not until right now, but now <laughs> I, I do. I worry about that I all couldn't the time. care less. No, I couldn't care less. Really? No, Jackie, are you? Wait, you guys, is Jackie the most confident of the four of us? Yeah, are you kidding? Absolutely, yeah. Because okay. she has southern, she has Texas roots, right? And so people from the south can they have the, they have this otherness about them that allows them to put on like a offensive posturing that the rest right. of the country can't because they're Texas. I have a question. I am you, so honored that y'all think that. Of course. Have, have you guys ever met an insecure person from Texas? Hmm. Hmm. That's Maybe a good question. Austin. That's a good question. I'm racking I'm my not, brain. I right know. I'm not not thinking of anyone right now. Mm-mm. I mean, I personally know a lot of Texans, you know. And do they seem pretty confident to a man? Yeah. 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 I'm it's telling really you. You're the Lone Star State. You don't need anything from anyone. You want to secede from the union. You don't need approval? Are you kidding? Did you know that Texas is the 11th biggest economy in the world? Did it? Is it really? Is it more than California or no? I think California's. Well, I'm talking, I'm sorry, I'm talking, I'm sorry, that wasn't right. Dallas, Dallas specifically is the 11th biggest economy in the world. I did not know this. Yeah, I think California might be higher than Texas though, but it's, they're, they're both up there. Texas state, if we're going by the state. It sure does. Sits down to pee. SP. Texas sits down to pee, honey. Doesn't prove anything. Can you play the snack chat drop? Because we got to talk about food for a second. This came up on a Monday show with Daniel. What is the worst food item to eat on the toilet? Because I used to have a thing. 
I used to have a thing where, like, if I had a bite of food in my mouth, I couldn't also sit on the toilet. It just I can't. I can't. I, can't I can never now. get. I would never I totally bring food can't. into the bathroom yeah. ever, ever, never. ever. I've I've maybe eaten an orange in the bath, maybe, but that's mm. it. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. So, Jackie, for you, it's pretty much any food. But what would you say is the worst? I'm trying to remember what Daniel said because I definitely know what I think would be the worst. To Anything eat, with hands, like yeah. um. Like, uh, like, like oysters uh, on the half lettuce, shirt? like lettuce wraps. Oh yeah. Lettuce wraps. BF <laughs> <laughs> Chang's lettuce wrap. BF Chang. And you dip, you bring the dip in with you. <laughs> Daniel thought fondue. <laughs> yeah. That's and disgusting. I too. think oysters on the half shell. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> you might as well just dump them in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's where they're heading, you know? I will say that being an uh not renting, having having to buy your own plumbing, you really think about what you flush or differently, you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. I never before believed that flushing tampons was bad because I'm like you you've got to be kidding me if right. you really think that I'm going to put this nasty thing in a trash can. No, this yeah. does not deserve to see the light of day. Uh and then I clogged our pipes with them and now i throw them in the trash and it's so disgusting yeah you're like someone it's, else will fix it and then you're the someone else yeah it's so. really stressful when you live with your landlord <laughs> <laughs> um like because back in my old apartment like if i dropped something i'd be like hey fix my tile and now i'm like hey um i broke this like i can't blame it on anyone else <laughs> there's only two of us here um, and I've already broken like 10 things in this apartment. <laughs> so bad. What's the biggest thing you broke? Well, I thought I broke the garbage disposal a few days ago, but I fixed it. So <laughs> how <laughs> there's that little key at the bottom, right? Um, what? yeah, I, I don't know. Basically this. there was this cheese knife that was made of marble <laughs> and it went down the garbage disposal and then it was grinding and we were like, well, I guess we have to get a new one. And I was like Googling it. And then I was like, wait a minute. I'm going to call my dad because John Johnson knows how to fix shit, you know? <laughs> and I was like, dad, I broke the garbage disposal. And he's like, you probably didn't. You just got to clean it because there's little pieces of, ma- of marble in there. And I cleaned it out. It works brand new. You're fine. You're fine. So, so your grand, there's a key. Yeah. Just- your grandparents gave him the name John with the last name Johnson. I like it, but it's a bold yeah. choice. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of people named John Johnson. There are a lot, a lot of people named John Johnson. So it, it, a lot of people had the same idea. Yeah. You know um, who Griffith Park is named after, right? John Johnson? Griffith Griffith. Ah, yes. Hell yeah. That's a power move right there. <laughs> Government. Wow. Hell yeah. Do you yeah. know any trivia about him, Tony? I don't. Because uh, it was one of those things I like saw that and that was... I was like, that's all I need to know. I, I my information stopped there. Can I tell I've you never two? Griffith, heard of him. Griffith. Never heard okay. of him. Okay. Here's what I know about the man for whom Griffith Park is named. Number one, there used to be what was called a haunted ostrich farm in Griffith Park. There was an ostrich ranch and uh, people said it was haunted. Number two, he shot his wife in the face. I was about to say I didn't I then knew there was some kind of murder house she or something. She survived continue to stay married to him and he like 50 cent (laughs) like Like, everyone felt so bad he felt everyone hated him he felt so bad he was like la please take this park and they were like no you're a piece of shit dude we don't want your park like keep it and then he died and he was like haha jokes on you 
I willed it to you. So he gave us Griffith Park after he died because Los Angeles was like, we don't even want to touch it, dude. You're a creep. And then we have Griffith Park. What happened to the ostrich farm? And what part of her face did she lose? I don't know, but I think she was very devout and religious and maybe stayed married to him. But I just I I just came upon that story. And I was like, here we are just being like, "Mm, thanks, Griffith. You gave us this park. We didn't know he was what a what a scandal. What a and you know what? People dress that little bear up in costumes. Yeah, they do. There's that little statue. People crochet at things. Good for them. Mm-hmm. They should rename them. the park. They like, what was her name? I don't know, but that's Ma- a, I bet that's it was Mary. Good, it probably uh, was Mary. So the Taylor Swift documentary, Miss Americana. Have you guys seen it? Ugh, I did. No. Okay. Oh, oh wow. What a someone has a strong opinion. Ugh. Let me just offer. Let me say what mine is. I have been pretty much unaware of taylor swift uh, other than like i have you know she's on my radar because she's taylor swift but i didn't think i had ever heard her songs um aforementioned therapist did tell me to listen to her haters gonna hate song and i was like i am am i paying for this i love my therapist but i just felt like (laughs) you know because her advice one Your time. Your therapist when, sounds like a teen. My, girl, just put on Taylor Swift. And like, fuck it all, girl. Put on Shake It Off and just like fucking shake it off. Shake it off. That's what she wanted me to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, some comments were bothering me one day and her advice was haters going to hate. I'm like, I, I know, but can we dig into why it's getting to me so much? But anyway, um, but, but, I, but she is great. I just, she does have teenage girls. I think that's where this is coming from. What was my point? Oh, yeah. So I really like Nikki Glaser is super into Taylor Swift. And I know a lot of people, my friend Trevor, I don't know if he's still into her, but he was into her for a while. Um, I know people who are really into her. I'm not, I don't listen to a ton of pop music. However, I heard that the documentary was good. So I watched it and it was like I just discovered her for the first time. And then I was even like listening to some of her music thinking, who have I become? So what do you, but Allie, you, you clearly not into her. Had a lot of thoughts about her, I'll be honest. I would, please. I'm glad I've hit a rich vein of thoughts. Got a lot of ups and downs. I think she plays the victim a lot. And then these things came out with, uh, with Kanye leaking a video showing that he did get permission to call her a bitch. And then it turns out that that was an edited video. So I'm like, I, I have gotten just pulled like taffy in the push and pull of who's the victim here. I'll be honest. Very confusing emotionally. And, um, and, I watched that documentary and number one, I was like, this is feels like it had no editor or producer. It felt, it felt just like Taylor was like, what, what clips do I look cute in? Put those in. <laughs> and I also was like, there's an astounding lack of friends in this. Like mm. she's just in a studio. There's a whole like seven minute segment where she's like, I'm eating a burrito now. That's right. There was a I lot of burritos. burrito porn. Um, because she was like, I was too afraid to eat before. And I understand like that was great that she was shining a light on disordered eating of women in the media. But um, I felt like there, I felt like she definitely has kind of like made a profit out of being victimized. And I feel like maybe she's more of the puppeteer than we're mm. led to believe. And so, you know, that since everyone in Hollywood, like since this is the Ivy of podcasts, this clip yeah. is going to show up in her next documentary. <gasps> no, it's OK. No. You look good. So I, there are good. things she's done that are great, but I do feel like um, it, there was also she put up something recently in the media that was kind of like a dog whistle to the to the far right. That was like really? maybe a little bit anti-Semitic, and mm. I don't. It had implications that way. So I don't know. I feel like I feel like she's one of those 
girls that I would have known like 10 years ago, back when I had a lot of plus ones to shows when I was a music journalist, <laughs> who would have been my friend because I had plus ones, but we just would have drifted and I would have been like, kind of glad we drifted. You know what I mean? She's one of those people that I'm like, I would, I would probably slow fade that as a friend. I, I can we talk about the situation of having plus ones when you're a music journalist? Oh, so when God. I was so back in my the schlubbiest I ever was days, mm-hmm. I that was my hardcore music journalism days, and I had the bestest plus ones, and they were always like, they, it would appear that they were boy toys, but it was guys that I had humongous crushes on. <laughs> I, I don't really fault them for being my plus one and being my um my uh. What's the word when you're not hooking up? It starts with a P. Platonic friend. Platonic. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Gigolo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just was like, what? I don't know what my point was. Oh, uh, just that I look back on that and I think, yes, they were very clearly using me to go to these cool things, but I don't really fault them for it. But I think at the time I was like, no, they really like me. No, it's um, the people who will stop showing up in your life when you stop having free tickets yeah. for things it's a real easy relationship to sort of cut off because you're like, oh, we weren't actually friends, which is like, I, I don't know. Those days, I'm, I'm very glad they're behind me. But, um, but yeah, there, it's, it seems like one of those things where you're like, oh, that's what, that's what mm. kind of how that is, and which is fine. There, there are like seasons in life, and that's fine. But yeah, my music journalist days, I would sometimes have a hard time, though, because I'd be like, I have to go to some super bullshit fashion show in you know like san pedro does anyone want to come with me and like crickets so (laughs) this is like i remember this is back when twitter first started when twitter when it started is it would just send text messages to whoever your friends were on twitter so it was mostly like push notifications which is so weird because you would send out a text when you were at like an art gallery being like anyone down in chinatown and then it would go out to like 16 of your friends and now it's just such a different beast right it was like foursquare like yeah, four square did like that. that. But yeah, I'm I'm glad those days are over. Did you ever go to any events at the Playboy Mansion? Because that no. is a coveted. That's a coveted plus no, one. No, no. I would have. Uh, Jackie, Jackie has. did. Jackie's boobs went. <laughs> did Both did your, your face went? attend too? <laughs> all three. All three were there. Yeah. It's a. It's a really. So I was friends with this girl. I'm not friends with her anymore. That's L.A. for you. But um, basically, I tried on a bikini. It was Catherine's bikini. Do you remember the girl who lived with Catherine for a little while? The blonde? Yes. Yes. Okay. I know her name. I'm not going to name names. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So I don't remember. I was doing a joke. Like I came down the stairs in one of like Catherine's swimsuits. And it was like this little tiny hot pink bikini. And I just go, (laughs) right. And so she, so she took a photo of me and like, you know, sort of like you did to Jared. Like, you know, just take a... And so then all of a sudden, a few days later, she's like, hey, by the way, like, um, I got us into the Playboy Mansion for the Monte Carlo party. And I was like, how'd you do that? She goes, remember that photo that I took of you? I sent it in because that's what they do. They essentially have a casting person who like you have to send photos of yourself in swimsuits and then they like approve you and then you Mm -hmm. get it to go. And it's a whole thing. You and I was like, why'd you do that? I was like so violated. But then I was like. Well, actually, it worked, so I'll go. <laughs> but um, this was 10 years ago. I remember. It was summer 2010. Before and, Ubers. Um, like- before Ubers. Well, they bus you in. So you go to UCLA, yeah. you park your car in a parking structure, what? and then you get on a bus, and then they bust your ass up to the Playboy Mansion. No. And they take yeah. a photo of you, right? Do they take a photo of you? That So I went, the last time I went, and 
it's a whole long story of how I ended up on lists. Um, I certainly did not look good enough in a bikini, but I was a journalist. But um, so I was writing about, or they were hoping I was going to write about stuff. But what year was it? It was like 2000. So before, so this is before, but it was like a casting when you showed up where they would take the diagonal Polaroid of you before you got on that bus or right when you got off of it. Yeah. Diagonal Polaroid is like the name of your memoir. (laughs) It's It's a mood for sure. Oh my God. So what happened when you went, Jackie? Yeah. I mean, we, I stuck my feet in the grotto. I have all these photos. I essentially did like a thirst trap shoot before that was what it was called. I mean, they're all on my Facebook. Uh, I went into the zoo. I took photos with all the birds. I have photos of like the birds all over my arms. And, you know, and I ate and I ate and I ate and I ate and I ate. They had all this food. Oh, LMFAO were the um, performances. (laughs) That shit, that gives you a timeline. So LMFAO performed, Party Rock is in the house. You know, we were like, did you see celebrities there? Uh, so this party was pretty lame. I'm trying to remember some of the celebrities I saw. I mean, even in 2010, the, you know, the allure had already started to tarnish. Like right. there weren't, it wasn't what it once was. Like there, Fred Durst wasn't walking around. There was no you know Polly I mean? like, Shore and Scott Bayo. Polly Shore was not there. No. Um, I, there were some, but like, I wasn't really looking for that. There were a lot of the painted girls and yeah. the bunnies, and I got photos with all of them. I was being like, oh, my God, y'all take a sip of me. Oh, my God, y'all. You know, like, I was just being a tourist bumpkin, but it was so fun. And I'm glad I got to go because, you know, it counts. It does. Were I- you single at the time? Yes, honey. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Just because I think that that would be different if you were like, oh, maybe I'm going to meet like some future dude here. Anyway, but just curious. What's the deal with the the mansion now? Because I know he died, but like it's not still a thing, right? I don't know what the deal is. I don't either. I think his kids own the house. He he left it to his kids. Mm, Nice family event. Yeah. (laughs) um jackie and tony i would like to know your thoughts on taylor swift but first i need to talk to you guys about purple technology has improved just about everything phones cars shopping yet mattresses have more or less been the same since the invention of sleep but we deserve better and finally the mattress has evolved thanks to purple the secret to purple is the purple grid and i'm actually holding it for people who are seeing the video i'm actually holding this up it's a patented comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style perfect is for everybody no matter how you sleep purple is designed with over 28 Hundred open air channels and naturally temperature neutral gel. You'll never sleep too hot or too cold. The purple mattress is soft where you want it, firm where you need it, and comfortably cool all over. It is truly a mattress that does it all. Um, I am squishing the the special air channel thing, and it feels really good on my hands. Um, and my face. You can count on resting easy night after night, year after year, because the ultra durable purple grid won't sink or lose shape. Purple is so confident in what they do that every purple mattress comes with free shipping and returns and a risk free 100 night trial. Experience the next evolution of sleep. Go to purple.com slash best friend and use promo code best friend. For a limited time, you'll get $150 off any purple mattress order over 1500 or more. That's purple.com slash best friend, promo code best friend for $150 off any mattress order of 1500 or more terms apply. Okay. T-Swift thoughts. 
She's my eternal queen. Okay. Oh, so are you hurt by what Allie said? I'm sorry. No, I get all that. I get all that. I just think, you know, she got famous really young, and I don't think she's made perfect choices every turn of the way, you know? Um, But she's extremely talented and works extremely hard, and her music's great, and uh, I respect her. I was impressed. The footage they showed of her when she was young and, like, the lyrics she had written and stuff. Did she have any help, do you know, when she was young? Because I was very impressed. Well, I don't – maybe I'm not in touch with, like, what people that age are thinking about. But the lyrics seem pretty um, elegant and advanced when – she's kind of a little prodigy, I guess. She actually writes her songs? She is. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody has some help. Yeah, I just, I just, you know. I don't know enough about her. I guess I didn't realize that she wrote her stuff. What she does? She's a singer-songwriter, sweetie. I don't know. <laughs> I like your, what the hell I like is wrong music. with you, Tony? You have a gold record. You don't know Tony. You don't know Taylor Swift writes her own damn songs. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm. Uh, I like her music more than I like the documentary. I just don't think the documentary did her many favors. I don't think it portrayed her. I mean, you know, it, it was very obviously like trying to convey a specific point of view. Well, it's interesting uh, that you say that you think she plays the victim, Ali. See, I'm not familiar enough with all the ups and downs of her, but I think she addresses being portrayed as someone who played the victim in right. the documentary, right? Right. She does, but I think I feel like um I feel like she is more talented than that, and I feel like it's been sort of like a buttress of her identity in the public mm. eye. And um I don't know, I think that I think as a woman and as a voice, she's stronger than that. You know, like a lot of her music seems to address that in a way that I feel like it's more victorious just to fuck it and move on. Mm. But, um, but I don't know. So I don't necessarily feel like it's super empowering in that way, but I do agree. Like she's got some bops, dude. I listen. I I'll have Alexa play her music when I'm washing the dishes. No shame in that game, but I just feel like the documentary was like, ah, this is a little disappointing. Like not, I, I didn't really like, I didn't really like the way it portrayed her, but as long as we're talking child prodigies in terms of music, Fiona Apple, I mean, come on. Oh, can we talk about Jackie Johnson singing Fiona Apple? At a yes. State, state <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. That, if you didn't see Jackie Johnson posting a video of her singing, I think, criminal at like a Texas state fair, it is a fucking trip, dude. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll watch you singing Fiona Apple. And then I was like, turned on sound and was riveted. And I was like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> There's this whole soulful woman voice coming out of this tiny body and like gap jeans. What the heck? Perfect tits. Yeah. They were definitely gap jeans. They were definitely from gap. Yeah. I could tell. Yeah. What the hell, dude? Yeah. It's interesting. That video like made me really sad when I watched it. Why? Yeah. Well, well, because Ben was like, oh my God, you should have been a Disney star. You know? Oh. And I was like, and I like, nobody would seem that impressed with me. Like nobody, nobody like said to me like, hey, let's help you. Let's do something with this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just was like this weird thing. Like it's, there's so much to unpack there, Mm. you know, with like my childhood and shit. But, um, but you know, I I didn't realize at the time that I literally sounded like Fiona. I mean, I was mocking her. I was like mocking her vocal patterns. Like I was listening, I would listen to that CD over and over and over again. And then I asked my mom to go buy me the criminal karaoke tape. (gasps) 
because I was like, I need to sing this song, you know, because mm-hmm. it's so funny. The lyrics are so adult and I'm 14 in mm-hmm. that clip, maybe 13, 13 or 14. But, you know, listen, what can I say? Little Fiona. <laughs> you did a lot of pageants, right? Yeah. I was already done with them at that point, but I did kid page, like child pageants. Did you like it? No. So who, how did you get into it? Again, there's a lot to unpack. Okay. <laughs> if you want it, we don't have to go into it. There's a, there's a lot, a lot to unpack there. It was, I was always the little Miss Sunshine. I was the one that didn't have the expensive outfit, who didn't have the support from my parents. Like it was, it was not easy. And therefore I did not win ever. I would win talent overall, but I would mm-hmm. never win an overall pageant ever, ever. Um, I was like the sad kid. I was, I'm Idaho, you know, Ralph Wiggum with the tape across his <laughs> chest. Like it just, it, that's, that's the story. I don't know what to tell y'all. It was rough. <laughs> Do, have you seen I, Tanya? Yes. Were you I, Tanya? <laughs> Cause you know, I, mean, I wasn't have- that good. Yeah. But I'm telling you, you know, it, when a kid gets successful or whatever, there's a lot of people that have to help. It's not, you know, it's, it's especially, I, I didn't, that wasn't in my cart. I don't know. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed singing, but it was a lot. It, there was a lot of mixed emotions in it and seeing it was like, Oh God, what I could have done something. I could have been somebody that kind of shit, but I don't know. It didn't work out. You know, it's not that it hasn't, it still can, you know, Ben always says country singers can be any age. It's the one genre of music that doesn't, it isn't ageist. I don't know. Maybe I'm really Pollyanna, but I feel like you can make of yourself whatever you want to like if you if you just get under doors like a cockroach and and just go for it and treat it like a game I feel like if you love it enough then you can get in there I've always felt that about you Jackie too like not to get too serious but like I remember what you know watching your stuff at UCB watching quick and funny like because I've known you for like 10 or 15 years right forever it's always been like oh Jackie Johnson like She's got the shit. Like, she's got the stuff. And so I – and it's funny because you're like, oh, I could have been somebody. But, like, you don't realize that you are somebody already. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. Too. I mean, like, as a kid. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, as yeah. a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you've got, like, you're hilarious. We've already discussed your boobs. So funny. Like, <laughs> And I'm your voice. Su- I'm a big supporter of your Patreon. I'm very excited <laughs> to be in that. I don't know if we get to – I don't know if you get yes, to Yes, please tell that, everyone. Tell everyone. I was going to wait till the end, Allison. No, I want to talk about it. Do it now, and then we'll mention it again at the end, because I also want to tell you nice things about yourself. Yeah. Well, basically, last week, at this very same time when the four of us were having this same recording, we end the recording, we end the episode, and because all three of you are good friends of mine, we were we just started chatting and then Tony, of course, no, you know, I gotta the be wet somewhere. blanket, <laughs> the wet blanket of the group had to leave. Oh no, fun. another boat. He had another, <laughs> he had another boat to, he had go to go drive. To. So the so the three of us were chatting and and I don't remember exactly how it started, but I I think I was lamenting to both of you about like you know the finances are drying up, you know it, it's rough out there right now for the podcast world. And both of you were like, why don't you have a Patreon? Why don't you have a Patreon? And I was like, I don't know. I've talked myself out of it. I mean, the reason I put mine up so quickly was because literally it was written already. I've had it for two years. I've had patreon.com slash Jackie Johnson for two years sitting there. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't pull the trigger because of all the reasons, you know, like, oh, nobody's going to care. 
you know, whatever. And the both of you were like, no, literally do it. Do it. Yeah. yeah. And I, Tony, you were still here when I go, but th- we can't ask people for money right mm. now. It's hard. And you go, my Patreon's been going up lately. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. Okay. And all three of you were like, yeah, my Patreon's going up right now. And I'm like, okay, fine. You know, and Allie helped me talk about my tears and work through it with me. And I actually mentioned all three of you in my first Patreon note that I wrote <laughs> because it was like the moment where I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to fucking do it. You know? Um, so I did. I finally did it and I'm really excited about it. It feels nice to have a place where you can feel safe and just be yourself among people who you know are only there to support you, which is what Patreon is. And I guess I didn't really think about it like that. Um, just because social media has been feeling really unsafe for me and it has been for the past year and y'all could probably take a guess why. Mm -hmm. Um, since you all three are my good friends and you all know like what happened to me last year. Uh, I got a divorce for those who don't know, but there's a lot of other shit involving that. And and I just like, don't feel safe. I don't feel safe anymore. Like posting videos and, and, you know, I'm like, I want a place where I know every person that is here watching this knows like supports me. Mm-hmm. And that is why they are watching it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice in that way. I think I was saying to you at the, it, you were saying like, is it a lot of, I, well, I forget it. Yeah, it is a lot of work. And I was like, it is a lot of work, but I'm always surprised by how much fun I have doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And I really do think like, you know, if you you brighten so many days that if you have a space where you can just make whatever the hell you want. We were talking also about TikTok and it's like, ugh, I think I have technically a TikTok account, but I haven't posted anything on it. I don't open TikTok. I don't watch it. Da, da, da. But it's like, Fuck you. Another platform that wants us to make content for free so they can have a billion dollar valuation so that 10 people that we used to go to college with can hit a heart button. That's what we get paid. (laughs) That's fucking bullshit, dude. Like writers, performers, whatever. Like anyone who has an account is giving their shit away for free and it sucks. And, um, you know, someone once said that if, if the app is free, then you're the product. And it's like, why spend all your time being like, but I have a following on TikTok when you're like, so what? So that you could sell a vitamin so that 2% of the people who watch your TikToks will buy a vitamin and then you get a tiny percent. Like if you want to make whatever you want to make. And I think that the most important thing when we were talking about, you know, like women using their voice, like being able to, especially as a woman, like, or anyone who's underrepresented, use your voice in a way that's authentic is like the, the best fulfillment you can get. Because if you're, you know, we were talking about Pix, <laughs> Piss Fixin and, you know, Jarrett's toilet selfies versus mine, you know, but like being showing up authentically and being like, yeah, we you're accepted for that. And we like what you're doing. Like, that's so much more fulfilling than um, than having to censor yourself. And I'm like, yeah, so we got off this podcast last week and I was like, do it, do it, do it. It's like so excited when I saw your story saying that you Same. started it and I signed up like right away. I was like, of course, I'm going to go choose shovel. I'm refunding you. No, you you no. don't need to pay. I'm chooch You level. don't need to pay. I am chooch level because you know how I feel about the chooch. And I was like, I'm supporting this. But I feel like like uh, let your voice like just having a space where you can just say whatever weird shit you want lets you trust your voice in a way that like nothing else can compare to like just doing ologies at first I was like what if nobody cares and there's a ton of people who don't care about ologies some people don't want to hear about neurochemicals and taxidermy and volcanoes and that's totally fine but it's given me a place where I can be more myself than I've been in anything I've ever made and that's like 
been life-changing and that's made me go into everything else I'm making with so much more confidence in my own voice and so like yeah I was like absolutely do it also I signed up because I want your fucking popcorn recipe because you teased us with some yeah crusade and some popcorn recipe and I was like I'm gonna get in the first 150 patrons get this popcorn recipe I'm doing it man and I'm at like 88 so I'm gonna sign up after this because I want that recipe too and I want to support you (laughs) Yeah, so I'm like Tony. What about you? We'll see. We'll see. I got to look at this content to see if I'm interested. <laughs> yeah. You can sign up at Shia level. You can, you know, you can do Stan. Something I want. Tears. I want to say, Jackie. I think being, I think unsolicited feedback, but it's my show, so that's that's what I offer. Uh, I yeah. think fair unpacking the lack of support that you had is a worthwhile endeavor. But I think probably had you been like a Disney star, I don't know that that it would have given you a shit ton of money, but I feel like that messes people up. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. I know that. And I agree with Allie that like you really when you say like, think about what I could have been like, you really are someone. But I get that you weren't saying you're not. But I'm just saying maybe you're not entirely aware of everything that you've built. Yeah, you know, listen, I always say that, you know, uh, I think, yeah, I've unpacked a lot of it. It's more just not wanting to air it on the internet. I totally get it. No, I totally get it. it. I totally get it. My luck, I'll get sued (laughs) for libel. (laughs) I'm a big Jackie stan. Since the beginning, I just, yeah, I think you're so hilarious. So I can't wait until you snub all all of us who've known you forever. Thank you. You know what, Allie? (laughs) My first podcast ever was Summer Party. It was my first podcast ever. And we had so much fun. We had so much fun. Yeah, it was one of our our most popular episodes. So yeah, I just think that you have a really good brain. So I'm like... uh, the more I, I just think that um, the more that you put out your authentic brain, like the better the world is. So just keep making stuff. Yeah. Thank you. That's really cool to hear like that, that through doing ologies and your Patreon work, it's made you more confident doing other work. and oh. things. I think that's really cool because again, every time you put out art into the world, especially like if it's a TikTok and Instagram, whatever, you're like, is anybody going to hit exactly. like? And, and all you think about is like, oh my God, is anyone going to like this? But in this environment, it's like, it doesn't matter. Everyone is there to see what you're doing and they're right. there to support you. And so it's a fun, it sort of lifts that off of you and you can just be free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a really big difference between intrinsic and extrinsic motivation, right? Where extrinsic motivation is how many likes am I going to get? Is my, um, is my ex-boyfriend going to see this and miss me? Uh, how am I going to get jobs from this? That's all extrinsic, right? It's out of you. Will, will they in- notice how white my teeth look? Will or not? they notice my fucking pearlies? But then there's <laughs> intrinsic where you're like, ah, that feels like me. And I feel like I got my message across. I feel like I put something into the world that, that I haven't seen talked about enough. And that's like, really intrinsic right and um you know that feedback you get being like hey you know i listened to your podcast and it made me you know get out of a shitty relationship or it made me go back to school or whatever um or it really lifted my spirits in a time that sucked and like that's all okay great you're on the right path and so i feel like a lot of what social media is like robbing us of our creativity and directing it toward extrinsic and meanwhile we don't have anything left to do this shit that's like weird and us and real i feel that often like i feel like I'll want to create something or express myself. So I'll write a tweet and then I'm done for the day. Mm. And, and you did that for because free. it's, yeah. And you're right. It, but it's the, it like, 
assuming all of us have the urge to would which we do have the urge even people who don't have podcasts i think have the urge to express that anyone on yeah. social media has the urge to express themselves to share of themselves and so it slowly just like opens up the pressure release valve so the urge to say something is no longer there and mm-hmm. you're just like i do that all the time i used to write on my website and my blog all the time and i don't really do that i have actually i've been doing it again lately just in quarantine but before that i wasn't because it's all going to like instagram or twitter yeah Think of how many people aren't writing short stories or poems or novels because they wrote like a hot take about a fucking panini that three people liked, you know? It's just, it's weird. I just think that like, if you're going to use your voice and you have an opportunity, like something like Patreon, where you're going to have like, you know, whatever, 200, 400 people pay like five bucks a month to be like, yeah, I really like your stuff. And that can help you exist as an artist and make weird stuff for them I think that's great and like let people let people support that like I just I just think back to before ologies and I think oh my god I had no trust in my own creative voice like now I feel like I can go into meetings or I can write things and I can just say I can just let myself write what's real and trust that that's going to be fine instead of thinking what filter should I put on this it's a little bit weird because my my sister and my bosses do follow me on Instagram you know what are you gonna do but I guess maybe I need an OnlyFans I'm not sure, but um, do you ever go to look? I to almost s- did that. Did I you? almost did that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, apparently, they're trying to recruit comedians on there. They Are don't they want really? it to just be. Yeah, they don't want it to just be like you know. Wait, what is it? Shit. Only fans. OnlyFans is kind of like a Patreon, but a lot of people use it for uh, material that's a little more nude. Not suitable for work. And is it paid? It's like tears and stuff like that? Yeah, I don't know if it's tears or not or if it's just social media, but yeah. I mean, maybe that's the next thing. I could put my... Hey. (laughs) Your your little Jackie's on there? (laughs) Can I show you guys something? Can I show you my body? Yes, please. please. Yes, please. Okay. Now we're going to have to narrate it for people who are just listening. I've been waiting. We've been doing this for like an hour and a <gasps> half. This what is, is happening be- right now? Are you getting a tan through your window? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, what my the God. Allie. Were you beating? Oh, that was my... Um, is that from ring? cupping or something? Were you, were you beaten? No, I was not. Okay, so this is called Whoa. spooning. Oh, I know. my Can you God. See it? Okay, it my... looks like you have two raw steaks on your back. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you can go to hear this. And I mean, oh, see this. Oh, my God. It looks yeah. so like you painful. with a reed. Tell me about it. So this, it's called spooning or Ugh. scraping. And it's, um, yeah, it's like a massage technique where they take a soup spoon or like a small bowl or a jar lid and you put a little bit of oil on your back and then you scrape wherever you have knots and it feels good like a hard massage feels good and it scrapes along and you kind of hear like crunchies and where you have a lot of knots there's more blood and the blood rises to the surface it feels awesome it looks like i does it hurt right now though because you are like severely bruised back there it's i hate it i don't like it at all i'm at barf it's so gross uh so my um so Jarrett has had like a shoulder problem for a while and so he can't see like an acupuncture so he got on facetime with his with the woman that he goes to for acupuncture and he's like okay get Allie to get like a a (gasps) spoon or something and oil and then have her like rub it in these strokes on your back and then he was like oh that feels amazing and it gets it's like blushed and then you start to see blood come to the surface like broken capillaries and where you have more knots more blood is under there and it rushes to the surface but it feels awesome it feels awesome 
Is and this making you feel lightheaded a little bit? Do you have the same thing I do, which is like a just not into blood? I, yeah, I can't. I can't hear about body functions. Yeah, body <gasps> functions like internal body functions make me like pass out. Oh my god! Do you, wait, I don't want to make you pass out, but do you hate the word cyst? Because Daniel hates that word. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. You know, I, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go to bed with it. You know, but, <laughs> but you know it's. So this is an amateur job. Like, this is an amateur job. Yeah, we traded off. Like, and I it didn't hurt at all. No, it just feels like you know when someone gives like a really hard massage. And I actually hate that. <laughs> oh I yeah, like sometimes it. it feels. Yeah, good. I like it. You know, too. and you're like, all oh, right, there. And, and it then, doesn't um, hurt today. No, it was earlier this morning. It feels warm for like a couple of hours, but it doesn't hurt at all. But it it, does, even not when even I was to sure touch it or anything, that, doesn't right? it's not sensitive. <laughs> It does. I swear, it doesn't hurt. It it honestly looks like we took a spill, like going very fast on the highway on a motorcycle, naked. Like we both of our backs look. <laughs> it's like raw steak back there. It's. I don't know. I don't like that a pro- professional didn't do it. It makes me nervous that y'all like permanently fucked your back up or something. It's gonna fade. It looks like a huge hickey though, isn't it nasty? So hickeys. Yeah. Just thinking about them, that used to make me feel like I was going to pass out. And there was an really? episode. Yeah. I don't, something about just the idea of like bringing blood to it's the surface. It's nasty. I don't like it. There was either. an episode of Who's the Boss where I don't know if it was Sam or her friend got a hickey and then they were wearing turtlenecks or something. And <gasps> I don't know. I just, it, I remember reading the description in TV Guide and then learning what a hickey was and then like feeling so repulsed by that notion. That doesn't freak me out. Oddly, like plenty of, I mean, did I mention that I started whittling and I passed out because I cut my finger? Yes. But that's what I thought of immediately. I thought, oh my God, they're now whittling each other's bags. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, the whittling has evolved and now they're doing it to each other's flesh. It's so, it looks disgusting. It feels great. And then I went on the National Institutes of Health website and started looking up like, um, peer-reviewed studies about this particular technique of massage and apparently a lot of people are like oh yeah it increases inflammation to help with like knots in your in your myofascia muscles and i was like okay yeah it's really gnarly though i was talking to i i sent a picture to our mutual best friend Catherine. she's like i want someone to do that to me and i was like if i could get like a mask and like a a six foot pole where I could just scrape her back. I'd do it. Yeah, get like a broomstick. It's interesting because <laughs> my pool, reaction like a pool scooper. My reaction is I'd never want anyone to do something like that to me. It doesn't, I swear it doesn't hurt. I believe you, but <laughs> I don't yick. Um, it I don't. Okay. It looks horrifying. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would like to say hello to my new patrons, Shelly, Eli. Garrett, Stephen, Bonnie, Kate, Megan, and Chastity, welcome uh, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. I've been putting the videos up there. It's also behind-the-scenes content, bonus episodes, and whatnot. Um, you guys, what have I missed? Have I missed anything? I mean, we got to do our – we got to tell everyone where to find us. And every, everyone on this show is on Patreon. So support all of us <laughs> on uh, Patreon. You, um, you told me to have something ready earlier. Oh, yes. Well, yeah, we can do it. Um, I have a question about, does everyone here um, have a backyard or some kind of green space in the back that they're, where their dog goes to the bathroom? Yes. I do. Jackie, do you guys? I mean, I just take her outside to the front. Okay. There, there's grass. 
All right. Um, I have a question about dog pooping Mm. etiquette and we have a little song now this song is controversial some people don't like it some people need to hear it so it's a little bit long and here it goes you are a dog you are a dog a doggy dog 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 that's what you are you are a dog you are a dog a doggy dog in the doggy dog world dog 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 that's what you are you are a pooch all right, that is a trap dog original. Um, okay, so here is my question. We have a backyard, and uh, and it's great. I, I definitely prefer being able to just let Wendy outside as opposed to having to take her outside on a leash when we lived in an apartment that was up a flight of stairs. Um, and But anyway, she just poops willy-nilly, hither-thither, hmm. yawn, far, near, far, Um I've lost all my uh, situ- my my locational is not a word words but anyway, um, and so I now that it's hot I'm like it'd be great to just like lay on the grass but I uh, mm. will definitely a hundred percent never do that because there's just poop residue there's poop mm. residue everywhere and I feel like it's inhibiting my enjoyment of the backyard. And really, we should have trained her to just go in a certain area or something. So my question is, do your dogs go wherever or do you have it like, do you have a, uh, are you in control of where they go to the extent you can be? Oof. Grammy, far down the street. If there's a dump to be had, it's happening a quarter of a mile from our home. Uh, Oh, on a leash on a leash because I have a backyard but it's kind of hilly and okay. yeah we just we walk her although I'll tell you since the apocalypse started we haven't been using a leash so if I can use what? raw dog once again in this episode just because there's no one on our street so we just like it's like eight in the morning we both have coffee we're just like let her go but yeah so uh, there's and she just stays with you because mm-hmm. I go- feel like Wendy would just be like um, I'm gonna I don't know what Wendy would do I would never I would be so worried about it she has not taken her passport with her. She's not taken like ten thousand dollars in cash. None of Did that. Did she have like a wistful look around the house for as if for the last time when she was on yeah. her way out the door? Yeah, we were like so dramatic. Why are we like the last episode of Three's Company? What's happening here? But she, uh, she um, yeah. But I, it, I think it's a good idea probably to train her to go in a certain area. And my friend Simone uh, recently was uh, started clicker training a mm. dog, and um, so I think look into clicker training and when they do something you want them to do you do a click and then they go oh sweet that means the treat's coming have you ever clicker trained chooch no no my so you know i don't know if y'all know this so chooch is the arguably best behaved dog there is Mm. and um she was when i got her when she was three months old i used to be a dog walker and my boss at the time is like a renowned dog behavioralist Oh, that's a good ologist. Mm-hmm. Sinologist, mm-hmm. babe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and she kind of helped me train Chooch, but she never did any clicking work. Um, but Choochie's very, very good about like going to the bathroom quick. Um, I, I used to walk dogs that would purposely not poop so that their walk wouldn't be cut short, you know, like <laughs> pulled out. 
She's really good. Um, but no, we never did any clicks, but she doesn't have a designated spot either because I don't have a yard. She mm-hmm. has like, she goes through phases like, oh, I'll poop on this side of the hill today. I'll poop <laughs> on this corner of the neighborhood. She kind of goes through like poop phases. Mm-hmm. But um, no, but there are certainly, you can train a dog to like poop in like a certain section of your yard or something right. for sure. Yeah. yeah, I need to look up how to do that. That's a fun quarantine act. Uh, Allie, you're going to whittle and I'm going to get Wendy to poop in a certain area. <laughs> Tony, what about Moose? I know you guys are new. Uh, she, uh, similar to Chooch, where she doesn't really screw around much and so she'll go out and do her thing. Um, and my yard is pretty small. Uh, she seems to like have two, two spots that she will go, but I had nothing to do with it. But it seems like she yeah. kind of picks the same two spots. That's um, what people say is that they have spots, but Wendy certainly she's real scattershot with her spots. Yeah. Hi, Chooch. We're seeing Chooch. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Alice Rosen for all this Choochness. Oh. Absolute angel. So cute. <laughs> I know you're not going to but damn. Choochie is also um, a raw dog. Um, <laughs> I, wa- I put Choochie on a leash when we walk, but if she's just going potty, I don't leash her typically. Because she and I have an amazing trusting bond and um, she would never try to run from me and she's extremely well behaved and that's just what we've done. She actually gets offended when I leash her. She's like, (laughs) (laughs) excuse me. I was very impressed uh, watching Jackie and Chooch walk to Jackie's car and the way Chooch just stayed right, like right where you wanted her to be. I mean, actually, she went ahead a little bit, but you weren't worried at all. No, she would never go a certain amount of feet before turning around and making sure I was behind her. I mean, I don't recommend doing that. That's actually a very dangerous thing to do. Um, but again, my dog was trained by like a renowned dog behavioralist and she's just really, really good. And that's all I can say. Like, you know, it, it, I don't tell people to do that. No, um, I actually. Chuchi's. To, she's to never even, leashed. To go even further, I yell at people sometimes for having their dog off leash i would not yell mm-hmm. at either of you but i have a i have a it's actually it's fading a no, bit it's dangerous yeah no, it is it's dangerous all, my, it's dangerous my first dog oliver was um was attacked and and ultimately died from an off-leash dog <gasps> so that's why oh. i'm very like anti-off-leash and i freak out when it's oh, like a no. yeah um again i wouldn't yell that's at you horrible. guys though but anyway, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm not I don't want to condone. That's why I, yeah. I wanted to preface that and make it clear that I'm not saying that that is an OK thing to do. Like I said, if we go on a walk, she's leashed. Um, but if I like pull up at your house and she and I'm walking out and, and if she goes outside and pees and runs back in, I don't leash her. And that right. is also not OK. I'm going to say, like, I don't think people should do that. I'm just saying that's what I do. Um it's sort of like people who don't wear helmets when they ride motorcycles. It's like, what are you, a fucking idiot? But like, they're probably like, whatever, it's my life, you know, whatever. So I'm not saying to do that. It's stupid. I'm with you. It's dangerous. Yeah. They're animals at the end of the day. You don't know how they're going to react. That's just the know. way it is. They're animals. You never know. They're goddamn wolves. They're tiny, tiny wolves. <laughs> Chuchi's 0.6% wolf, according to her Embark DNA. Mm-hmm. Wow. Her percentage of wolfiness. You guys, this has been super duper duper fun. Thank you so much. Listeners, follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Allison Rosen. I've mentioned my Patreon so many times. Um, I also am on Cameo. 
and uh, listen to Childish and get my book and all that. Go to AllisonRosen.com for all of that. Oh, uh, YouTube.com slash AllisonRosen for my YouTube stuff, which I'm starting to do again. Um, full Childish episodes are up there. And uh, Jackie, tell them again your Patreon and plug anything you'd like to plug. Can I get the Patreon sound? Yeah. <laughs> Would that be okay? Of course. Just what you want, you want it now or you want to give no. me something and then. Uh, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. ready okay, now. Okay, so big news, everybody. I started a Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> yes, honey. Oh my God. <laughs> I finally did. I started Patreon, patreon.com slash Jackie Johnson. And there are levels. There's um, the stands, the shyas, and the chooches, as Ellie said. And, you know, I'm going to be, I have a private Instagram story on there as one of my options. And I'm so excited about it. I'm going to be putting out kooky content. Um, and it's not just, I'm doing a, my new podcast, Kooky Southern Ant. I love it. Um, is my new podcast, but also I'm not just going to do podcast apps. I'm going to be doing like videos, reviews, like tea spills. Um, I have a whole idea where I go through my pantry and show everybody each mug in my pantry and I tell a story <laughs> about it because I feel like <laughs> mugs are so personal. Ah. I'm going to do like a closet, uh, go through my closet video. Like I'm going to just keep it kooky and I'm going to have so much fun. So, Patreon.com slash Jackie Johnson. And then there's Nash Butte, my show every Thursday, new apps. We've been doing a lot of quarantine minis because um, beauty talk ain't really coming in hot these days. I'll be honest. <laughs> um, but, but soon there will be guests again. Back when my studio's open and everybody's, you know, safe, I'm going to start doing some more episodes with guests. But I've been keeping it fresh there. And yeah, that's it. Nice, Allie. Allie Ward is a patron. I am. I'm Allison Rosen is going to be one shortly. I'm a chooch level. I'm very excited. <laughs> signed up. Uh, I signed up when your Instagram stories weren't even done explaining it. I was on board. So I'm stoked. Um, I am at Allie Ward with one L on Instagram and on Twitter. And my podcast is Ologies. It's a different ology every week. This week is Nassology. Study a taxidermy. And I talked to this amazing woman named Alice Markham, who is like, Betty Page and Dita Von Teese mixed together this gorgeous, like vintage everything. And she's also like one of the world's best taxidermists. She's here in LA and she does all these dioramas for the Natural History Museum. And she's so incredible. She's also single, FYI. So I'm just saying she's newly single. And I'm like, hey, um, she's awesome. So yeah, Nassology taxidermy is this. Tony, episode. you into that taxidermy mm, or what, man? I'm newly single. I mean, <laughs> Drop dead gorgeous. Amazing. Um, I know. I don't and think. And so many dead things around her. Oh, she just has freezers oh, of weasels. Oh, wait a minute. Freezers, freezers of, weasels. of weasels. She's freezers. amazing. Um, I was going to say tone, taxitony. Taxitony. Mm. Just saying. Uh, she's quite freezers an interview. Freezers of weasels. Oh, she's wonderful. So that's this week. Um, Penguinology was last week. And yeah, so I do ologies every week. That's it. Nice. Uh, and Tony? Uh, at Tony Thaxton on Twitter and Instagram. My podcast is Bizarre Albums, which is also my Patreon, patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. Wonderful. Thank you guys so much. I always uh, feel better after seeing you. And listeners, thank you so much for listening. You guys are truly the best. Um, I love all interaction with you. And um, oh, 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 I forgot a, a big thing. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, download, tell a friend, subscribe. Five stars is my favorite number. So keep those uh, reviews coming because they help out the show immensely. Thank you guys so much. Um, and uh, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>
Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. 